This podcast series is part of the T-Level and T-Level Transition Programme Provider Support, delivered by the Association of Colleges and funded by the Department for Education. The purpose of the podcasts is to support providers that are in the preparation stage of their T-Level and T-Level Transition Programme journey. In this series, we will hear from a range of current T-Level providers and explore their experience of how they successfully plan brand new T-Level and T-Level Transition Programme curriculum with personal advice and guidance to support your planning. Each episode will have a specific focus that will provide information, support and direction to help you in your T-Level and T-Level Transition Programme journey. I'm Mark Hughes and in this episode we'll be hearing from two leading providers to explore what you should consider when designing and delivering effective and successful T-Level programmes. Our guests for this episode are Andrew Bristow, Director of Build Environment at Thomas Telford University Technical College and Neil Johnson, Assistant Principal for Young People at Barnsley College. Thank you both for joining us today. For the listeners, Andrew, can you give a summary of your T-Level journey and your current T-Level offer? We looked at the T-levels back in sort of, to start originally in 2020 as wave one. We decided as a school that we weren't going to be quite ready for that. So we we actually deferred that for a year to be able to start that then in uh, 2021 with our first cohort. We decided to go down the route of the design, surveying and planning T-level simply because we've got a very strong background in, in our specialism here at Thomas Telford UTC within construction and the built environment. We've delivered many different construction courses over the years and that's what was part of our specialism as well as a school. So it, it seemed right for us to go forward with that and with the um, employer engagement that we've got. So we decided to go full ball in one with just the one T-level in the design, surveying and planning, like I say. And then, and yeah, our first cohort started in 2021. So we're now in year two of that. And it, everything seems to be going really successfully at the moment. We had some really good results in the year 12s of last year. And things are looking really strong for this year as well. So we're so really happy with where we are at the moment and our progress that we're making going forward. Thank you, Andrew. Neil, when did you start your T-level journey? And what do you currently offer? So we started delivering in 2020. Uh, so we started on that journey, 2018, 2019. In that first year, we delivered one of the pathways in digital uh, design and development. We had the construction, design, surveying and planning, and we had the education and childcare early years. Our provision's grown since then. So we now currently have those pathways, but in digital, we also have digital support and data technician. We also have within construction, plastering, plumbing, carpentry and joinery and brick. In health, we have the support in nursing. In business, we have the accounting and the leadership and management. And in engineering, we have the electrotechnical, the electrical and the light vehicle for motor vehicle. And (laughs) coming soon, uh, next September, we will also have three more routes in creative, three routes in hair and beauty and one in catering. Thank you, Neil. So a wide range of T-levels and you're even looking to the future to expand that offer. That's fantastic. Thank you. So it's clear that both of your institutions have been at the forefront of planning, designing and delivering T-levels. Andrew, just how important was early employer engagement in supporting the planning, designing and delivery of T-levels? Absolutely key employer engagement. You know, 
the earlier you can get those on board for the start is absolutely key to the delivery. You know, we knew that where we sit within the West Midlands that we've got a need for people to go into the construction industry. So part of our setup originally as the UTC was us getting that talent pipeline for the professionals coming through our school. So we wanted to make sure that our employers were on board straight away from the start. And we're very lucky. We've got various employers who sit on the panel who have, have developed the T-level as well. So we had a lot of guidance coming back from them as well. But ultimately, we wanted to make sure that we were delivering the right things for them to come out in the end. So what do our students need from us to be able to provide for them? And that was really important for us to get that sorted from the start. So they came on board with us that, you know, we've already got an employer panel that we've got set up that we meet six times a year with. And we we discuss all things T-level, but also everything that we do in our curriculum as well. And they help us to understand what they need as as times change as well. And they keep us up to date with everything, um, you know, legislation changes and and everything else like that. So they provide us with resources that that are really, really key. And it means that they've stayed true and um, loyal to us throughout our journey, which means that, you know, we don't get that thing where they want to try and poach students. They understand that their education is really, really important and to make sure they fulfil that education before then offering them things like apprenticeships and job offers and, and things like that in the future. Neil, as a large FE college with different T-levels and occupational specialisms, how did you manage to coordinate early engagement with a range of different employers across so many T-levels? The starting point was to pull together a cross-college implementation group of which I'm the lead. This was at least 12 months in advance of our T-level delivery. Representation is at senior management and department head level, which covers curriculum, teaching and learning, students, business development, industry placement, estates, IT, recruitment, marketing. So all the different elements of college that would come together to impact on our our learner, our T-level learner's experience. Of the key elements that were identified from that group, employer engagement was up there in the top two, three. It was essential that we had that early engagement involvement from the, the core delivery and core design to the staff development to what the learner experience would be. And that pipeline and placement, and, and there's all those different elements. At the college, we have four different elements which feed into that employer engagement. So we have the curriculum area. They've already got, they had established links. They are the experts and they were the ones who we wanted to involve with our employers in terms of co-design and co-delivery of the curriculum. We have our industry placement team, which is a central team, which then members go out into the department. They're very much about engaging with the employers and the students, almost like a matching service. So the expectations are very clear from all sides and they support and manage that process. So we have really effective placements. We have the business development team who once upon a time kind of just looked after apprentices. They're so much more than a sales team. So again, they engage with a whole host of employers and it's about making them aware of the T-levels. And then we also have an element called Talent United, which is very much about the what's in it for you, for the employer's perspective. So we have over 2,000 employers who are part of our Talent United program. The request for them is that they can commit as much or as little as they wish, but we give them opportunities for free use of our facilities. We have networking, employee networking events. There are masterclasses delivered by our employers, and they then again have the free access to be able to see those, as well as looking at that future pipeline. Now, all those four elements come together together 
to be able to maximise that employer engagement. And it was imperative that that started at a very early stage to ensure that we could increase the level of involvement of our current employers, as well as widen our net to have more employers on board. It's clear that employer engagement is the heart of everything you do at Barnsley College. Do you utilise employers to ensure that staff have industry confidence to deliver T-levels? Absolutely. We have developed employer academies within our departments. So we actually have key employers, key partners that are based within our curriculum areas so they have a dedicated space to them and they're fully involved in the staff development in terms of exposure to site experiences to ensuring that our students get a really enriched experience and that development and involvement of what our pathways involve what our t-levels involve and their future employees Further to that, as part of our implementation group, and I mentioned we have teaching and learning, so we have our assistant principal for teaching and learning, and we have a teaching and learning coach that are on there. So they have a formal program of staff development throughout the year. So there are different days and also a full week, and there's expectations of industry engagement during that period. So when we have a full week in the first week of July, two of those days are dedicated an expectation that all staff engage in industry uh, to support their upskilling. Andrew, at Thomas Telford, how have employers supported the development of staff to make sure that they have the relevant industry confidence to deliver the T-level curriculum? Again, this goes back to our employer meetings that we have with our employer board. So I can go to them and I can ask them quite openly where we've got skills gaps within our staff what we need in terms of support and training or maybe some resources that we don't know or it might be resources we don't understand how to even read and and, and things like that. So I can go to them confidently and they will offer sort of mini CPD sessions with us throughout the year whenever we need that. When they come in to do our guest lectures, I see that myself as a personal mini CPD for myself or any of our staff. I learn a hell of a lot. I am not from the construction industry. I'm a trained DT teacher by trade. So everything I know is self-taught or taught through guest lectures or going out and and seeing things on sites and and so on as well and you know the site visits are really key to us as well so our our employers have always been very open to our students but also to our staff you know for our staff to go out and and go to see what's going on on the sites so we, we get to see all of that and that's really really key we've had over time as well the company Leica come in and they've delivered a whole day of CPD to us using the total stations um, that we obviously we use now on our T-level course and we're very fortunate to have through the funding that we acquired but also we, we teach the surveying part through our BTEC program at the moment as well. Now we're all aware that an effective induction can have such a positive impact on supporting transition to T-levels and ultimately on positive student outcomes. So, Andrew, how does Thomas Telford induct students onto T-levels? We start through an application process. First of all, students will opt whether they want to study our T-level programme. And once we've got that application, we start interviewing our students using an employer panel. So we'll get sort of four or five employers together around March time of the year before. And we carry out a very informal interview. And that interview is really about us getting to know the students and the employers getting to know the students, what their ambitions are within the construction industry, what do they want to go on to do in the future, but also just getting to know the character of those students. Are they going to go and fit in with the company with their placement later on? So they'll have a discussion after the interview as well. So um, once the interview has taken place with our students or, or external students, then the employers will sort of have a little mini discussion, that panel, 
and we'll simply decide whether they think that student's right for them or not. We will then have a discussion with our employers as well, and, and those that couldn't perhaps make that call will have a discussion about that, and we record all of them anyway, so our other employers can view those as well, and then we tend to find that the employers have a little bit of a battle amongst themselves. I want that student, I want that one, no, you're not having that one. Um, so we get a little bit of that, and, and then sometimes we have to have a little bit of input and think about actually what's right for that student ourselves as well. Is that placement going to be the right pathway for that student? Um, or not so we'll come in there and have a little bit of a go as well as talking to our students a bit more as well to understand them we'll also get our students in whether it's external or internal students and with their parents meet the employers so we get them to come in and, and meet the employers the mentors that are going to be there on the, on the construction sites that they go out to so they've got a face and a name to put to to make them feel a bit more comfortable and we find that you know that's really really important for us to get that going to strike up those relationships and, and to start understanding more about each other as well about the working ways of the companies at the same time. When students join the actual programme, do you use student outcomes from the initial assessments to inform content for the year and what's required and future sequencing? Initially, we'll we'll look at their GCSE results and and we ensure that everyone who comes onto our T-level has at least achieved a level four in their English and their maths. We find that's really key because of the the content they're going to be covering in terms, especially the maths, going up to A-level maths, you know, they need to have that. So we've kept that in place despite it not being a requirement of the course. And the reason for that, it kind of ensures that we get the right calibre of students coming forwards as well. With that, it means that we can look at any targeted support that we might need for those students. So in the initial of our planning, we we work on a three-day week in school for our students, leaving two days open for flexibility in the first term to be able to either have those extra lessons to come in and, and do some extra maths or some extra English skills or other skills they might need to build that confidence up as well. And then throughout our curriculum delivery, we're always using our core components, sort of questions that are there from past papers and so on to test where they're at at points throughout. We'll do a mock exam with them as well, sort of around October, November time to ensure to see where they're at. And then we'll do another one later on as well in the lead up to those core component exams. Also always, it just means that we can still bring students in as well later on in the year if we need to. So if they're not out on placement on the Thursday or the Friday, then we can bring them in as well for those extra sessions. Or perhaps it might be extending the day a little bit for them as well on a a Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday to, to support with that as well. That's great, Andrew. So we can see that once a student is on programme, you know, you assess and you continuously evaluate that student's progress to make sure that they're insured and prepped for the actual assessments that are coming up. So Neil, how does Barnsley College induct students onto T-levels? Is it a standardised central process or is it flexible across various T-levels? It's very flexible and bespoke. And if, if I'm honest, it starts with the information and advice and guidance, our open events, and then our interviews and taster events. While we call them taster events, part of that is an assessment element, and we include employers within that process as well. So we put on a a series of activities where students can get to see what the T-level will be like, have that initial engagement with employers, and employers equally have that initial engagement with our students prior to seeing them start on the T-level. That carries through then into our induction process, which we've extended from three weeks to six weeks as a really thorough diagnostic process. What we now use is project-based learning as a key element of that diagnostic period. The reason behind that is to ensure that we are able to 
explore with each of the learners what they are already capable of and where they need to develop. So we utilize live projects from our employers as the key tool so that students are working on something that's credible and purposeful, that we are already exposing them to one of the models of assessment that's crucial to their development on the T level. And from a bespoke level, we can identify for the students their particular areas of strength and their areas of development. And then the challenge to the teaching team is then to develop their schema learnings to ensure that we can support each learner to progress on that T-level journey. So you use the student outcomes from those live projects, those project-based learnings, those initial assessments to inform the content that's required and the future sequencing to make sure that student is successful in their T-level. Absolutely. It's very much about getting the right student on the right programme. And that's not always the case. So we want to spend an awful lot of time supporting and informing our students and their parents and guardians so that they know the course that they're going on to, they know the opportunities that it takes them and their career path uh, that it's going to lead them on. And then through that process, you know, it's our role to ensure that we're developing that individual to go on that journey. So this is very much about having a structure in place and a framework but that needs to be flexible enough to ensure that learner A develops in their particular areas while at the same time learner B can develop theirs. And again, project-based learning and that approach really supports with that. You know, you can set a task where one learner is developing their verbal communication while another is developing their problem solving while another is on their teamwork, but they're all working towards the same goal. Again, very much like industry. So you assess and evaluate student progress over the course, over the T-level to ensure that they're prepared fully for their assessments? Very much so. And we develop their exam practice for being able to perform well in exams. This is not about going from 50% to 60% because it has to be from a grade C to a B. This is about being better. So in terms of the preparation for the exam as well as the performance in the exam, we do the same with the project-based learning because they're integral to the model of T-level. But we do this by them learning the technical content by them learning employability skills and being ready for those next steps. It's very much that holistic approach which enables progression. And having achieved a 98% pass rate at the end of our first lot of cohorts, our first T-level graduates, I think we're doing a lot of it right. That's a, a fantastic outcome there, 98%. So you, you're, yeah, you must be doing something that's, that's definitely right and supporting those students to be successful in their course. Now, industry placements, we know that industry placements is an essential part of the T-level in which students spend meaningful time with an employer applying, developing and refining the technical skills and knowledge they've learned in the classroom. Neil, with so many T-level options available, how do you prepare students for industry placement? Again, is it different across various options? Do you have different industry placement models? How does it work? Yes, it's very much an element of flexibility that we need to ensure it works for the employers, for the students and for each area. And we have a range of models. And these are things that have been fed back through our development. So again, I referred back to the implementation group and the four different elements. One of the things we quickly discovered is that certain employers wanted block release while others wanted day release on a weekly basis. So again, our curriculum and our timetabling had to flex to enable both. So we have students in three and a half, four days a week, which enables the day release model. But then also there are occasions during both years where there's a block where they can go out on block. So it meets those employer needs because some employers in some curriculum areas want them to work on these live projects for a chunk of time. So they need them in their 
industry for that period of time where others like them to be working on this drip fed model and we're able to do both within childcare, we have a model that after october half term of the first year they go out for one week and then they come in for one week and that continues through the rest of the journey it works quite nicely because when our year one students are out our year twos are in and vice versa so therefore we can have an employer who has a constant t-level student in their environment it's just student a in week one and student b in week two and again what those students are exposed to then is very much developmental whereas we have different employers across digital and construction who like that different types of models so we've had to learn very quickly and move and shift to kind of ensure that we can grasp these experiences what we don't want to be having is conversations with employees where we say no sorry we can't engage with you because our timetable doesn't enable our students to be released so it is bespoke for each curriculum area and then even within that curriculum area there's some bespoke models uh, to ensure that we meet the employer and student need so what seems to be really clear is that one model really doesn't fit all and that those conversations with the employer to explore their needs and requirements is really important to make sure that that works absolutely in fact a current engagement we're working on at the moment is we have a, a local employer who for construction is hopefully going to provide us with the opportunity of empty houses so that all our different construction t-level trades can come together so they're going to have that as projects as if they were working on real site developing those houses building them all the infrastructure and so again we're going to have to coordinate that to enable all those different t-level students to be able to utilize the opportunity and then take that next step into industry what an incredible resource that would be because you're right i suppose within those trades now again working together across trades within one live project that's going to be incredible absolutely and and again that adds that credibility to that real world experience i would expect that a student who experiences that is then ready for taking those next steps andrew within a school setting how do you prepare students for industry placement and do you use a specific set model what we've established and what we think is really, really important is to get our students work ready. And in doing that, what we've done is we've set up the timetable. So it's um, a three-day week in school and then a two-day for, first of all, it might be their free time to be able to keep on top of the work and things like that. But we won't start their placements until February, March time of the first year. And the reason for that, you know, we, we're doing a construction T-level in design, surveying and planning. So we need them to understand the, the key terms and, and language that they're going to hear out on the construction site. We need them to understand about being professional at all times, how to perhaps respond to an email that they might get from their mentor in a professional way. But also we need them to understand the basics of health and safety as well. So we'll put them through a level one health and safety course and then also get them to do their construction skills certificate scheme, which is their CSCS card. So we get them to do their T-level test there at the test centre. And this just means then that it gives our employers that greater flexibility to be able to when they go to site that they don't have to think oh have they had the basic health and safety training do they understand what we're talking about can we go and put them in this meeting are they going to feel totally lost and we found that our students can go and they will have an input straight away from day one when they're there they can get on the site they can get stuck in with inner workings of the day from a practical point of view as well whereas uh, you know they haven't got to then think about do they have to be chaperoned necessarily around all the time? So they become part of the company straight away from day one, which is great. Again, our employers will provide them with things like company PPE, which is great. It's not a requirement we ask for, but our, our employers will do that for them. They will give them branded PPE. So they look the part from day one as well when they arrive. 
Before we end the podcast, it'd be great if you both could give some key advice to support new providers in planning and developing T-levels. So Andrew, what would be your key advice? I would say simply, first of all, get your employers on board early. Within your curriculum that you deliver, within your establishment right now, get them coming in, doing guest lectures, mentorship, careers, fairs, all of those types of things. Get them on board doing those things first because that makes it much easier when you want to try and secure those placements for your T-level students. You know, they're much more willing to take them on board having been involved with you from an early stage. I would look at your curriculum planning. We do that three-day, two-day. So look at that very carefully. In doing that, again, we used our employers. We said to them, what will work for you? And they didn't like the idea of block placements. They didn't like the idea of having students going out at separate times and things like that. So they said, if you can give us a Thursday or a Friday, in the end, we've given them the both. So they can then choose Thursday, Friday or both, which is brilliant. And it just means that it makes it easy for our sixth form planning as well. So our T-level stuff is at the start of the week. Our BTEC stuff is then at the end of the week for us. That's the way that works for us. And then I would say as well, don't rush into sending your students out on placement too early. Get them work ready, get them thinking professionally, get them understanding how they should be when they go out. For us, for construction, you know, again, we put them through that CSCS card test. So they've had that health and safety knowledge and they understand that basic training and support that they need, first of all, before then sending them out in their placement. So our placements then don't start until the February or March time, dependent on the employer and where half terms are and things like that. So that'd be my three key take home points. And Neil? From your perspective, what would be your key advice? For me, there's three key elements. Firstly, that whole organisation approach to ensure that all the different elements come together and can work on the challenges. It's not about one member of the curriculum department having to deal with an issue. So if the issue is employer engagement, there's a whole host of people who can support and deal with that. And also having those actions and accountability to ensure that these deadlines are met, I think it's imperative. Secondly, as I've already referred to, early employer engagement is absolutely essential. As all our T-levels come on board, they're all 12 months in advance. So whether that's members of the curriculum department, that's our employers, everything is 12 months in advance of the T-level to try and establish so we have things appropriately in place. And again, that comes back to the learner tasters as well. And finally, utilise your peers from other providers. For us, it's been invaluable on that journey. There's a number of us who are going through this T-level journey at different stages together. And sometimes the questions are not in your own organisation, but out in others. And more so the answers, things that have gone well, things, barriers that still need to be overcome. And the beauty of that is the Department for Education, Association of Colleges and Education Training Foundation all provide platforms and facilitate opportunities where different providers can come together and you can establish these networks. Thank you, Neil. That last point, I think, is essential because there are people that have been through this previously. And it's good to speak to those providers to find out what worked and then what they changed or adapted and obviously utilise their knowledge and skills you know, because again, they've gone through the system and um, it's definitely a great point to end with there. Thank you. Andrew and Neil, can I thank you both for your valuable input into this episode? It's been fantastic exploring with you both all these important considerations when planning, designing and delivering effective, successful T-level programmes. So please, thank you again. In this episode, we gained some valuable insights from two leading providers that will support you on your T-level journey. 
There were certainly some key messages that both Andrew and Neil raised with regards to successfully planning, designing and delivering T-levels. So what were these messages? Engage early with employers when planning and designing your T-level pathways. Establishing employer boards or occupational specialist forums can help shape future plans and sequencing of content. Employers can also be a valuable resource to help support your staff to upskill and gain industry confidence. A CPD plan or regular professional development opportunities will make sure that staff stay up to date and current with knowledge and skills linked to occupational specialisms. The importance of a robust induction programme is essential to support progression onto T-levels. If possible, consider pre-induction taster activities that take place before students enrol. This will make sure that students are fully prepared for transition to T-levels whilst also increasing application to enrolment conversion rates. Industry placement models should be bespoke, taking into consideration your curriculum needs and requirements, T-level occupational specialism conditions and employer needs. One size certainly doesn't fit all and be prepared to fine-tune once the T-level is up and running. Finally, use established T-level support forums and networks to assist you in your planning, designing and delivery of T-levels. This can be an invaluable resource in which you learn from those that have already been through the process and benefit from those experiences. During this episode, there was reference to resources available that supported these providers in their development of T-levels. For further information and resources available to support you on your journey, please see relevant links in the episode notes.